Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast, episode 44. Today we're talking about how to wow your customers. Hello, everybody. We are your hosts, Scott and Katie Molchan. And today we are talking about bringing the wow, wowing your customers. Woo! Uh, Wowing your customers is basically going above and beyond your competitors. Um, And we've got some easy and even free ways that you can do this. Uh, They're not hard to do, but most people won't even bother to take the time to do them. So it's super easy to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Most of these things here are typically not done by any landscaper or very Very few. few of them that will do it. And doing most of these things here are very, pretty much very simple and most of the time doesn't really cost you much. (laughs) It doesn't cost much. It's just going to be getting in the habit of doing it and Mm -hmm. making sure you explain to your employees that you would like them to do it and why. Yeah. And most of the stuff we have are things you can actually start doing today. Um, And you'll kind of see that when we start getting into it. Sure. Well, hop on in. Yep. So today we're going to start off with the initial estimate. So actually, you know, after you get the phone call and you're going to head out to meet with a potential customer, um, one thing I usually recommend doing is calling the customer the day before the appointment, calling up and just reminding them tomorrow, hey, we're going to meet at three o'clock. Whatever time. Yep. And if you have somebody who works in the office, this is some, This is a task you can delegate if you yeah, don't want to call. Or if you do not have somebody, uh, just make these phone calls like, for five seconds before you get out of your truck when you pull up on a new job or something, yep. you know, make it, don't make it hard. Yeah. And you can even call, like I've heard people say they'll call during the day because most likely the person's not going to, you know, is going to be busy at work and they won't talk to anybody, can leave a voicemail. So that is totally <laughs> something I would do. I, I would I purposely agree. call yes, when would. I know yeah. they're not going to answer the phone. Yeah. I actually think their service is called, uh, I think it's called voicemail bomb or something like that. You can actually call and it'll bypass the phone and go right to the, I have heard of this as well. Yeah, it just it, depends. Yeah. Like sometimes you f- feel like chatting and have time. Other times you don't. But anyway, I, the, the point is to yeah, reaching out. Yeah, I personally think you should talk to the person if you can just because yes. you want to develop a relationship with that person. Well, the point of it is, yeah. yes, to develop yeah. the relationship. Yeah. So, But if you're yeah. stretched and yeah. you're worried about getting stuck on the phone, then yeah. there you go. So that, like I said, call the day before just to remind them. Uh, next thing is, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before your appointment you can go half hour whatever you want um just call them again just remind them hey i want to be on your on my way soon um you know i'm gonna stop get something to drink would you like anything so you know would you like coffee you know pop or something like that yeah uh water summertime some gatorade i don't know you know people i've heard people will carry bottles of water and just offer a bottle of water when you get there so Mm -hmm. um just something a little bit different that most people are not. If you're going to do that. Make sure they're in a cooler and cold. Don't give yeah, people warm uh, water that have been pinging around in your dirty truck. That's disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I'm yeah. just going for clarity here. Yep. Um, the next thing is show up early or on time. It's, yes. <laughs> this is, and I know that can be hard, especially if you've yeah. got things kind of booked back to back to back that day. Or, but if you are running late, just courtesy call. Yep. Everybody understands if you, you know, I should say everybody. Most people understand. If you're going to be late, but you, you need to contact them and let them know, not just show up 15 minutes late and then just apologize. That doesn't, doesn't work. No, that doesn't make it look good for you. No, no. Um, one thing you can actually do too, I guess, before 
you meet with a customer. Now, this can't be something done, obviously, the day before. But if you're going to go meet with a customer next week, um, put a little, uh, like, um, not envelope, a package together of, you know, information about your business. Um, so, you know, a little information about, you know, how long you've been in business, any awards you've gotten, you know, if you kind of know what kind of work they're going to be doing or expecting, you know, some little pictures or something. Yes, like that you could going. always tailor it to whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, something that maybe for your higher end clients do yeah. this. I don't know. That you yeah, if do it's it going to be some little mow, one time mow or putting mulch down, I wouldn't do this, but um, it's something that definitely will set you apart. Yeah, especially if you want to get into those bigger jobs, higher end stuff. Yeah, um, you know, definitely include some pictures of your crews and foremen that are out working and everything too. Shows you know how you people like p- pictures with people in them. Yeah. So show your crew working, catch somebody smiling if you can. Yep. Um. So another thing is make sure when you show up, show up looking presentable, nice clothing, or you know, you're not talking a suit and tie or anything. But, you know, you look presentable, not ripped up jeans or, you know, scuffed up work boots or anything like that. Right. And both Scott and I have both carried, like, deodorant and body spray in our yep. work trucks yep. because it's hot. And sometimes <laughs> you get a little stinky. So yep. just a little spritz could might just do a lot for you. I'm just saying. Uh, Give yep, yourself uh, a little spray. Axe body spray or whatever or something. You yes, I even it. had the men's, like, smell. Just because mm-hmm. it's, like, a stronger smell. Like, I don't know. It's okay. Sorry, people probably don't know, want to know what I'm spraying on myself when I get out, but I did. <laughs> no, I had men's. It. it was it was like Old Spice or something, but I carried it. I'm a sweater. It gets hot here That's in the what summer. You say. Just stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Um. So another thing too is when you're actually presenting the estimate to the person, how are you presenting it to them? Are you just giving them a single, you know, handwritten sheet of paper or something that's just typed up and just says here's the price and here's some basic thing? Or are you doing another little, like a nice little decorative cover and, and package? And, you know, some people have done um, folders too, like, you know, nice printout folders that have your company's name. And, you know, if again, you haven't, if you didn't previously send them like a little bit about your company and mm-hmm. some pictures and all that, you can have that in there uh, when you give the estimate. If you didn't do it beforehand, yeah. you can do it then as well. Yeah, but, Just get, we're try- number one, have an estimate that you give people. Don't just do things on with no paperwork and a handshake. Uh, number two, yeah. make it look nice. Yeah, like we, I would do if this is again for more higher end residential too. But I had the clear binders, I had that little plastic s- yeah. slide thing on the side, and then I would have you know a cover sheet, and then had some information about our company. Um, it was basically a seven page thing. It had you know references so they can contact other customers, past customers of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, just more. I've seen some where they do like employee profiles, like mm-hmm. say it's like a big job, like a big like black patio or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be like an employee profile of the foreman that's going to be assigned to that job with their picture, how many years they've been there, any certifications they have, stuff like that. So yep. that's, I've seen that in there. Oh, yeah, that's that's something very, very nice. People eat that up. They love that. So they do. Well, because they're spending a lot of money. So mm-hmm. they're nervous. They're yeah. like, oh, gosh, this guy knew. But yep. so if you've got good employees, show it off. Yep, absolutely. So now once you, you know, have gotten that job, you sold that job, don't let the wow stop there. Um, you need to continue it. And then this, this is part where you need to basically train and teach your employees just some little things that they can do to kind of go above and beyond. Yes, most. we could have a big long talk about like em- company culture and all that stuff. Yeah. But this is something that you want your employees to know that, hey, we're not just 
baseline people. You know, this isn't like a baseline business. We, you know, yeah. we go above and beyond. Sorry, I'm giggling because our cat keeps meowing in the background. Uh, so sorry if you hear our cat. <laughs> I think she wants in the kids' room. I think she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, one of the things I always tell our guys is, you know, if if you see a garbage can that's empty or a recycling bin that's empty, bring it up by the garage and and let the customer know that you brought it up there. Yes. Um, pick up the newspaper if if people still get the newspaper, pick it up and bring it to them. Um, this is usually something I would do, like especially in the morning, because it's usually delivered in the morning. I grab it, go up to the front door, introduce myself, mm-hmm. give them the piece, the, the the newspaper. Yep. And then from there, I would actually introduce our crew and our foreman, let them know who's going to be working there that day, um, and just it just kind of introduces everybody. So sure. Um, one thing is don't allow your employees to park in the driveway unless they've been told they can park in the driveway. So this is especially, I think relevant in newer subdivisions Mm -hmm. or the nicer subdivisions where they have either, you can tell that it's like a newly poured concrete driveway or even block driveways. They may not want your dirty equipment. Well, you know, if you're dropping blocks out and rocks out of a truck and stuff like that. I mean, some places I know you can't avoid it if you're out in the country where people just all you have is the driveway. Otherwise, yeah. you're parking on the road. Uh, we, I remember we had a we had a customer. Uh, we sorry, we had an employee that drove a tractor across a brand new driveway, and the tractor happened to have a oil a hydraulic oil leak at the time, and it all over the driveway. So that was a pain in the butt. But don't yes. drive. <laughs> yeah, get permission. Yeah. Um, one thing we we didn't allow it uh, is smoking on the jobs. We, I know we first started to, and then we started pushing the guys not to smoke on the job site. They're allowed to go out to the trucks and the trailers at break time and smoke, but not on the job site. Um, and I've been seeing stuff in the, the landscape group too. People just ban tobacco altogether. No chewing, no nothing, you know, and a lot, a lot of smoking. So yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, because I think it's gross when you find their chew bottles laying around. Yeah. So I, I would get always get mad at guys that would smoke and they would leave cigarette butts on the ground. That that's well, a huge that's just no-no. a huge no-no. Yeah. no yeah. no no no. Yeah. Their customers do not want to see that, especially if they're spending no. lots of money on a patio, oh, especially and, on big stuff. No yeah, no no, not appropriate. No. Yep. And it just kind of looks tacky in my opinion, but that's just me. So. Well, it's tough. I try to be, I know yeah. I have a lot of friends that are smokers. I try to be sympathetic yeah. to the smokers, but like you said, maybe just go back. But then it's gross. You don't want them like smoking in the trucks. So mm. maybe just go in the road. I don't yeah. know what to tell well, them. Well, that's a, people go sit on the other side of the trailer and yeah. smoke there. So Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, make sure all the garbage is picked up. There's no pop cans or food wrappers. Lunch or wrappers. Yeah, all that stuff is picked up. Cliff you know, bar wrappers. All the up. banding from the the hardscapes, you know, any of the pallets that broke, you know, the plastic that wraps the stone or whatever it is. Make sure it's all picked up and, you know, disposed of the end of the day. Um, now, if it's a multi-day project, you know, you're allowed to leave. You know, you talk to the customer about leaving some of the stuff there, you know, with the supplies or whatever. I always try to keep it nice and neat. Tidy it's, it up first. Yeah. Just put it all in one spot. Yeah. If, as much as you can, tidy. tidy. Don't leave stuff, yeah. s- you know, strewn about the yard. Yeah. I guess <laughs> one thing I always learned, one thing I did learn was on our uh, water feature side, we would tell the customer the place is going to look like a bomb has gone on, especially on larger projects. Because it is a mess. Because yeah. you're digging, you got dirt piled everywhere. You know, and sure, it will be taken care of, but the first day may look a little 
like a bomb's going off. That is actually good advice. Yeah. Just um, reassure them that it'll all be cleaned up. And even, even for patios, you know, if you're digging up stuff and you know, you're not going to be able to get it done that day or it will be cleaned up, but I'm talking, you know, your supplies and everything just kind of, kind of nice and neat, you know, and put up at the end of the day. Yes. Um, you know, make sure your guys look professional. Like everybody, in my opinion, they should either be in uniforms or t-shirts if, you know, and just everybody looks consistent. At a minimum, their, have yeah. a company T-shirt on. Yeah. If you yeah. don't have other work shirts for them, and one thing that we started to do was to buy the shirts that are two inches longer. That way, mm-hmm. everybody can keep their shirt tucked in, and you yep. can bend over and work without seeing butts. Yeah, nobody wants to show that off. So nope. nobody wants to see that. So. Nope. Tuck your shirt in. I my I always prefer the sleeves stay on the shirts. Mm. Like <laughs> I know, you yeah. know, everybody wants suns out, guns out. Work on that tan, but. To me, I do not like it when they have torn up pants or the sleeves cut off their shirt. And then, or sometimes they'd take it one step further and not just cut off the sleeves. You know, they'd cut it like all the way down to like their pants. I don't know what you call that, but I don't, I just call it, I can see your belly at work and I don't want to see your belly at work. And it it sounds silly, but these little things set you apart from your competitors. If you want to be known as a professional company and, and work your way towards those higher end jobs, you think those people that have those big houses are going to hire somebody that looks kind of yeah. run down? Not, not. It's, this not, is advice. It's, when, yeah. when I graduated from college, my sister, my older sister gave me the advice to always dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Yeah. So even if you are just starting out, it is okay to go ahead and spruce it up a little bit. Yep. Uh, another thing, just make sure trucks are clean and neat. Um, you know, they don't have to be washed every single day. Although I do know a company that every single morning they require their guys to wash their trucks. At least hose it off. Yeah, but you yeah, know, make, make sure, sure you're not accumulating yeah, big chunks. Yeah. Um, like that you can see through the windshield and yeah. and no garbage like stuffed up in the dash on the dashboard. <laughs> that just looks tacky. Yeah, I, hate, I always hate that. <laughs> yeah, it looks terrible. So that's kind of while you're on the job site. Now after the job site is complete. Um, and it, this varies here how some companies do it. Some have the foreman collect the check. Some have the salesperson. We always had the salesperson go because that was yes. that was our initial point of contact. Is the salesperson? They yes. sold the job. They sold everything how it is. So we. And I like that. having that one point of contact. It's yeah. less confusing, yeah. like yeah. chain of command type of thing. So. Well, one thing I did, we did find the reason why we had the salesperson or and designer go out there was in case there's a thing that. If the foreman went to collect the check, well, they'll say, well, the, the salesman said we're going to do this. Right. And as the foreman's like, well, it's not what? my contract. It's not written up. And then it becomes a battle. So it always seemed to be easier just to have the salesman. Yep. Side note. Um, but once the job is done, we we suggest you have a, a, a walkthrough of the site. So you're going to walk through with the customer and show them, you know, we installed this patio. We installed these five hydrangeas or whatever it is that you did ideally if it's a couple both people will be home yeah hopefully um just kind of go through and and just make sure they're happy you did the job that you said you're going to do um everybody's on the same page yep yep. um you know once you're done you collect that money you get that you know the final payment don't just get up and leave um Kind of just find, you know, if you don't have done other things on that job site, kind of point those out and stay and, and chit-chat a little bit longer because you don't want to just take the check and run. Most people do that. They want to get out. I get it, but always, they spend a lot of money. Always leave it because money's kind of like a squirmy topic. Some yeah. people get weird about the money. but um, So I, I like the idea of just always kind of leave on a high note. That's what mm-hmm. I call it. So if you've got your check, even if it's not something you did, you can be like, oh, wow, look, your roses are blooming and looking yep. fantastic. Yep. And, oh, look how 
the patio that we put in, you know, ties right into your existing landscaping. That turned out great. Just leave it on some kind of positive note. Well, especially because, you know, sometimes people will start getting buyer's remorse, especially if it's a big product, you know, something big that's yeah. spent a lot of money and you just get the check and you shoot out the door. Like, uh, yeah, so definitely stay, mention how good yeah. things are looking. Yep. So, uh, you know, make sure you they shake their hands and say thank you. Um, now, you know, everybody should be getting some kind of reviews, whether it's on Google, Facebook, or both, whatever. Or even it is. something you can put on your website. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Yelp, whatever it is. Um, now this, I guess I should have said this earlier, but you should always be setting yourself, your customers up for leaving you reviews. Um, and you know, this could have been done either through the initial phone call or through the salesperson, but say, you know, we strive on our, our business strive on, you know, providing you a five-star service at the initial phone call or whatever. Now afterwards, you know, now we're at the time of collecting the check, you know, ask them, did, you know, did we provide you with a five-star service? If they say yes, great. You know, okay, thank you. Now, would you mind leaving us a review on Google, Facebook, or, you know, Yelp, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you use, HomeAdvisor, whatever you use. Um, we're not going to get into that today. But, you know, that's just kind of an easy way to ask for a review and but get yourself ask going. ask for that review because yep. they might not think to do it on their own. Yep. Um, now, one thing to do is make sure you email the person, you know, a link or have it up on your phone or a tablet. Where they can actually do it right then and there, you know the well. The, yeah, the, do you have to log into accounts for that? So, like, if you have it pulled up on your tablet, they might not want to log into your stuff. Well, no, you can pull up. They can just click on the link or whatever, and you oh. can go right to Google or Facebook, or whatever it is, and they can leave it right then and there. Well, yeah, Facebook, but, but if it's on, on Facebook, your tablet, yes. they have to log into yeah, their but information. For Google, they can do it. As so. a person who's skeptical of everything, would never log in on no, other people's no, stuff. No, yes. Sorry. So I don't know, um, but, but just ask can, for you it. Can, yeah, you yeah. can you can email them a link as yeah. well. So now you know the job's done. You've gotten your money. You've walked away. Everybody's happy. One thing that really can help set you apart is doing a handwritten thank you note. You know, nobody. Yeah, like it days. is nineteen thirty-two. Yep. yep. Everybody Get likes getting something mail. Yep. <laughs> you know, everything's email anymore and whatnot. So a nice little handwritten thank you note goes a long way. Um, after doing that, you know, maybe a couple of days, send a survey, find out how everything went, you know, how the guys were, you know, whatever it is you want to yeah, ask. Simple about. survey, like one yeah. through five. How yeah, was this? Rate yeah. it one through five, you know. Yeah, I think we had five or six questions. Okay. I said, you don't want to get too much because they're not going to do it. No, make it um, easy. Um, if it's a snail mail survey, have return postage on it. Yeah. You could probably send some kind of Google form in the. Yeah, there's, you know, if you, you do it Google, through email. Google forms or, you know, the survey monkeys or whatever you want, you can do those as well. So, um, and, now, now everything's done. You still want to stay in contact with that customer. Um, you can start doing some kind of email automation. There's, you know, Mailchimp or you know whatever constant contact. Uh, there's active. There's all. There's tons of different ways, but you should be sending them kind of informational emails here and there. Um, Your relationship with these people isn't over. Yeah. So. If you are somebody who has blog posts and stuff like that on your website, let them know when those come out. If you yeah. don't do anything like that, even if you maybe just start adding an additional service like, hey, we power wash patios now, yeah. send out an email to people. Um, if you know that it is time, that this is the time of year that, you know, fall cleanups are starting to happen and you've got room in your schedule, boom, send out an email to all your people. Oh, yeah. hey, 
you know, hope that that uh, landscaping we installed for you is doing great. If you'd like us to come, you know, clean it up before mm-hmm. fall, let yeah. us know. So, yeah. but definitely put these people into your email chain that you yeah. use Duke for all that stuff. And then another thing I always like to do is is uh, check in with a customer here and there. Um, you know, especially like six months a year out, you should be calling the customer, just checking in, see how things Once are going. Again, these are bigger jobs, like yeah. for this kind of yeah. For the you're check-in. not doing the mulch jobs or if you no, plants, but if you but, put in a pond and you know they have fish, oh mm-hmm. hey, how'd your koi yeah. Yeah. do over the winter? I don't yeah. know something. <laughs> um, but you should just be checking in with them, make sure they're happy. Um, I like to, if I'm, especially if I'm in the neighborhood, I like to drop in and just see how things are going. Um, if they're not there, just leave a little note. They need to top on by sure. or a little voicemail, whatever you want to do. Um, just, but always stay in contact with a customer. Not, not on a consistent basis. You're not doing a weekly or nothing like that. You don't like have that, to be but, best friends. <laughs> but you should be chalking and, you know, make sure they're, you leave things on a high note. So, so uh, I think that's pretty much all we have for sure. this stuff. So Sounds good. Yep. So there's a lot of different things in here. And like we said, most of them are free or very or minimal very cost. very simple to do. Yeah. And it will completely set you apart because most people aren't going to take the time to do it. Yep. So we definitely encourage you to uh, start doing some of these things and uh, see how it helps and let us know. So thanks for joining us today and have a great day. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button while you're there. If you're ready to take the headache out of running your landscape business, head on over to milliondollarlandscaper.com and check out the Academy program. It's where we compiled everything we know about running a landscape business in one convenient academy.